You know, we're deliberately trying to promote other people to bring them business so that we can provide value from our level. That is the most important thing that you can do for somebody. It can't always be about you. Are you starting your journey into real estate business or entrepreneurship? Are you in need of strategies to help you reach your daily goals? That's right. Then the Oliver Perry Show is for you. Come and get the experiences and strategies to help you be successful. And now, your host, Oliver Perry. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you, whoever and wherever you are. Welcome back to the show. I'm Oliver Perry, and today I've got another esteemed and astounding guest. My guest oh. today is Mike. <laughs> Dan, be quiet. Oh. Oh, damn. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. We're going to keep it rolling. We're actually going to keep this rolling. So my host today is the co-host of the Military Cash Flow Podcast. He is also one of the hosts on the YouTube YouTube channel under the same name, Military Cash Flow. He's a real estate entrepreneur. Notice it does not say real estate investor. We're going to get into that. But real estate entrepreneur, and he's an active duty Army officer. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dan Wynn. Dan, what's up, brother? I rolled out the red carpet there. And I'm feeling like really, really special. But, <laughs> so I was like, esteem. I was like, oh yeah. But um, yeah, thanks for thanks for the invite, man. I, I really, really appreciate it. Um, my pleasure. My pleasure. Listen to the podcast. You, you put out some great content. You have some great guests on. I really appreciate being one of those esteemed members. You know, so yeah. I love it. I love it, man. I, I appreciate you coming on, man, and taking the time. I'm really excited about today's episode because we got quite a few things in common, uh, just with the officer side, as well as being real estate entrepreneurs and really getting after that kind of thing. But before we dive into it, I wanted you to give you the floor so you can give a little bit of your background, what you do, what you're up to, and then we can dive right in. So I'm going to give the floor to you. So a little bit about my background. I mean, you pretty much laid it out at all that the, the, uh, the, 10 second lay down is uh, my name is Dan Wynn. You know, I'm a co-host of military cash flow. I'm an army officer. I got a family a wife who's also an army officer. So we're doing the dual military couple thing. We got two little ones and um, everything we're doing in the real estate space and, and uh, with entrepreneurship as a whole is all for legacy and trying to uh, trying to just improve our, our family's position and be able to help others do the same thing. Um, especially those service members out there. So, I love it. Fantastic. So, all right. So first question, we're going to dive right on in. Uh, man, right. I gotta stop hitting the mic. So um, when you, when I looked at your bio and I looked at, and I understand that I'm starting to kind of evolve in this space and really learn about entrepreneurship and how much words have meaning when it comes to the vision. I noticed yours doesn't say real estate investor. You say real estate entrepreneur. Why is that? Correct. I say real estate entrepreneur because I'm not just, um, I, we, we create multiple businesses off of real estate. So the goal is to have as many streams of income from real estate as possible, right? So typically when someone says real estate investor, they're typically talking about a person that strictly buys and holds um, uh, long-term assets, right? Um, but an entrepreneur might buy and hold things. They might also do um, do some wholesaling. They might also do some other creative means, other creative real estate strategies. All all of this, this whole military cash flow platform is all revolved around real estate. So it, it still is in the real estate space, right? So I, I like to say entrepreneur versus just real estate investor. 
we're, we're not just only doing buy and hold things. We're, we're helping each other build wealth and grow cash flow through real estate at the same time. Um, and also building, building different uh, wheelhouses, if you will, off of, off of real estate. So. I like it. That makes sense. That actually absolutely makes sense. I have heard some people be called real estate investors and they always feels like there's this box that real estate investors, quote unquote, are put into as opposed to real estate entrepreneur. Because to me, most of that is just a tool. Wholesaling is a tool. Buying hold is a tool. Burp, the burr method, all that's a tool for a real estate entrepreneur like, you, like you've got it. So that, that makes absolute sense. So let's go all the way back, bro. Let's go all the way to when you started. What got you a ranger, army, knuckle dragon, door kicking in, bad guy to end up getting into the real estate investing field or the real estate entrepreneur field. See, I'm messing up already. Well, uh, back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore, but (laughs) 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 that's the first thing I thought of when you said bring way back. But yeah, so um, (laughs) growing up, you know, I was always uh, into entrepreneurship. You know, I was one that was was trying to not just cut grass and things like that, but literally build a business off of that. Um, I remember you know, even when I was younger, one of my first, uh, you know, hanging out with friends and everybody's like, what do you want to do? What do you want to be and stuff? And I was always like, I just want to be a businessman. I mean, that's, right. you know, uh, pretty much what it was. So, um, I didn't really know how I was going to do that. I knew I wanted to go to college, you know, kind of following that traditional route. Right. Um, I was never really exposed to a lot of people that were entrepreneurs or were creating their own businesses. I was just mainly exposed to the traditional route of doing things. My dad was Navy. Um, so I grew up on military bases my entire life. Um, so went off to college while in college, um, I was with a, uh, I, while in college, I went there for a year and I dropped out. For two years, right? Uh, during that period of time, like I figured out the nine to five thing was not for me. Um, and also in that time, I was handed a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then that completely changed everything for me. And it, it helped set that path, set that like the trajectory that I wanted to be on uh, for me. It kind of gave me guidelines uh, at least and uh, kind of opened up my mind to the possibility so that I could become that businessman that I always wanted to be, right? Um mm-hmm. And then through that book, if you remember, Robert Kiyosaki talked about like, you know, his active income, using his active income to invest in the passive incomes. And he also talked about becoming an army off or not an army, a Marines officer. Right. right. So um, went back to uh, I was going to UCF, um, Central Florida, go Knights down in Orlando and I uh, went back to the school. I was still in good standing and um, I tried to see what kind of RLTC programs I got. Um did that. And then, you know, that, that kind of set off everything for me. So, um, I was always, um, when I went back in RLTC, I had a, a, a goal, of, you know, a goal, not to just, you know, serve my country, but also to use that pretty good active income to then invest into passive, uh, passive, uh, investments. And while doing that as well, um, in RLTC, I went and volunteered my time. He also talked about in the book about like, you know, adding value. I don't think he said it in that, in that way, but uh, he talked about adding value and going to real estate investment clubs and stuff like that. So um, I started doing that. And then I started volunteering with other um, offering my services out like manual labor on other people's job sites. Uh, during that time, there were, there was a lot of people flipping homes because we had just went through the recession. Um, so uh, got on, got on job sites and just started understanding what flips were, understanding how contractors move, how to work with contractors right. and uh, just learning, learning what I could. Right. And then uh, that kind of 
that kind of paid dividends when I when I started doing my very first flip, well, my very first buy and hold renovation, my birth strategy home. So um, that's in a nutshell. Brother, I, I I love it. I've heard some stuff before that rich dad, poor dad turn people into, but I've n- never heard anybody say it turned them into a soldier. That is dope. That's actually really, really cool because I remember that part particularly when I read it because I read it once I was already in and I was like, ooh, I might have a leg up at this point <laughs> right after reading it. So that that really makes sense. That's an awesome story, bro. So let's talk. let's talk a little bit more in regards in that regard. As you're going through all this stuff, you're learning it, but you still got a family at home. You still got, you know, wife and and kids and, you know, bills and all this other stuff. How are you keeping that balance with you being active component, you know, still relatively young in the game? And, you know, your wife is also active, too, because that's another layer of complication to all of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, So when I started all this, this was before. Obviously, this was before having kids and being married and things like that. Um, but now, now that we have the platform and we have, you know, a, we have some properties and we're, we're doing things that we wanted to do, we're, we're growing to the level that we we wanted to. Um, the way that we're balancing that is, is honestly just is just scheduling time. I mean, I keep my I keep to my calendar, you know, and uh, that's that's the biggest thing. Trying to set goals, we set yearly goals. My wife and I make sure um, we're setting those goals and we're making sure that we're, we're, we're along guide glide path basically. So, um, try to stay on glide path and just stick to the schedule. I mean, those really, really simple things. I mean, this, this whole game is really simple, but it's not easy. Right. So right, and they're really simple things to follow, but, uh, you know, a lot of people don't do them just because it, it takes time and it takes consistency. Right. So that's, uh, that's the answer. Uh, to I think the answer to the million dollar question, right? How do you build wealth? It's just through time, persistence, and consistency. So, you are my brother. You are a hundred percent right. You are a hundred percent right. I think it's and it's funny to those of you who are listening and watching. Even though yes, Dan kind of talked right through it, but one thing that Dan said is huge, particularly when you're in a relationship or you have any goal in mind at all, and that's that goal setting. Sitting down with your significant other, be it boyfriend, wife, girlfriend, whatever, you sitting down and coming up with those, hey, these are our goals, this is where we want to be. I cannot tell you, and it's it's wild because I'm saying it now, but I can't tell you how much that changes the game for yourself and your family because you're literally a team and y'all are aiming at a goal. And if y'all are all playing on different, different sides of the field, it's just not going to work out. So Dan, I, I got to commend you on that, man. That's um absolutely, absolutely awesome. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit more on your podcast because podcasting has uh, been an interesting experience to say the least for me. And I'm almost certain it's done the same thing to you. I wanted to ask you with your podcast and how, how did you get started? Let's just go there. How did you get started in the podcasting? Cause you were already doing real estate. You had created a podcast and now here we are in this military cash flow. How'd you get started with the entire thing? Yeah, it was a crazy journey, man. Like um, it all started when I was in triple C. So for those of you who are not in the, in the military captain's career course, um, once you're a, once, you, once you receive, once you get to certain ranks, you got to go to certain schooling to basically, uh, I guess, prove your credentials, if you will, you know, or, or receive that extra level of training before you go off into, um, different, uh, a different, um, when you reach a different, I, I guess, rank, right. Yeah. 
Um, when I went to Triple C, the very first thing that we we did was kind of an icebreaker, right? We were we were tasked to give an icebreaker um, speech. It was like a five minute speech, and it was literally just to teach someone how to do something, something that you're interested in, you know. And at that time, I was already had already you know bought three um, three properties and had I think six units at that time. And so I was, I was explaining what I was doing basically in the, in the class, like, Hey, you know, I bought this property for 25 K put 25 into it ended up appraising for hundred K and you know, I'm, I'm renting it out for this amount did the cash out refi basically explaining the burst strategy. Right. Right. And after that, I had a lot of, uh, a lot of my classmates come up and say, Hey, can you, can you teach me that again? Can you explain that? Like what, what, you know, what are you doing here? How can I do the same thing? You know, and how can I use the VA loan to do some of this stuff, right? Because a lot of people don't know that, you know, you can buy multifamilies with VA loans and, and those those certain things that you can do with VA loans, that those entitlements that we have as service members that can help us build wealth, right? So after the class, people kept asking me and then, you know, someone someone just mentioned like, hey, man, you, you, should, you should make a video or you should like you know, uh, do something so people can access this. So you can, you can share this information cause it's not really out there like that. And that's what I did. And, uh, I started off as uh, the financial freedom journal. And at that time it was just kind of documenting my journey to, right. you know, to building wealth. And, uh, I shared a lot of those things and it kind of took off and, uh, started podcasting with the YouTube channel. And then, um, basically, you know, making videos on YouTube, also putting them on the podcast and I started bringing more service members on sharing their stories, their, uh, their wealth building through their wealth building journey, um, sharing their tips and things like that. And, uh, just continued to grow. And then, uh, brought on Mike Glassby, who I believe you talked to as well as now my, my partner with military cash flow, And yep. we've just been rocking ever since, man. So. That's uh, and this is what I was talking about when there are so many, when I said so many things now, I didn't know that when you started this, you actually did it to share your journey. That's the exact reason I started this particular podcast, as well as on my IG and my YouTube as well. I just wanted to share the journey from zero to 625 doors. Um, Now we're at two right now, possibly we'll be at 22, God willing, by next month. But it's just, it's hilarious to me that, or just wild to me, not even hilarious, but it's wild to me that you are, are, our path is so much, so similar, right? Excited, I mean, you know, I don't have a Mike Glassby, but, you know, I'll find one at some point. But uh, <laughs> I don't have a mic. Uh, There's a couple people you need. Definitely a Mike Glassby, and I got to give a shout out to our uh, our other partner, Wazim. He does pretty much all of our social media stuff, and mm. he just is a great asset. You got to get some some people to help you, you know what I mean? Um, but. But yes, yeah, sharing the journey, we started off just sharing my journey, right? And then it kind of evolved into sharing other people's journey and and basically, you know, just charting this thing out for other service members. So I love it. So let me ask you this then. What what caused that change to go from financial freedom journal to military cash flow? What was the thought price behind that change? Well, so the financial freedom journal, pretty much the people that were listening to me anyway were ways were all they were all service members. I mean, right. my I, uh, our highest viewed video is the video back from when I was doing financial freedom journal, but, um, it was on the VA loan. Right. And, um, so people just kept asking other questions and wanted to hear from other service members. So I kind of, I've kind of been kind of going with the flow. Like when people when a lot, when I'm getting a lot of people asking these specific things and right. all right, probably kind of maybe pivot a little bit 
in that direction to help more people, right? So um, when I was doing it, when it was all about me documenting my journey, yeah, that was helping people. But then um, I really wanted to branch out and, and try to help as many people as possible. And by sharing other people's story, um, you know, everybody can relate to it. You know, there's somebody that I'm going to bring on that you're going to be able to relate to, that one of your listeners are going to be able to relate to because, you know, we got people that are doing very niche things and they come from very different situations. We understand the officer perspective and, you know, what we're getting paid and what we do and how we move. Well, what about the Air Force E5? You know what I mean? We've had Mm -hmm. an Army E2, uh, uh, an E2 uh, soldier come on, you know, that that's enlisted and, you know, he's buying he's buying his first duplex. So those those. you know, everybody sees something different through their foxhole, but everybody can learn um, from something, if that makes sense. But you're going to connect mainly with with who you identify closely with. No, it makes perfect sense, man. I, what I find is that it's really interesting because there's so many people who hesitate when it comes to starting a podcast or getting into real estate for that matter. And what they don't realize is once you go, everything kind of starts to f- it doesn't find its way for you, but it's telling you, it'll tell you. Just like you said, your audience is like, hey, what about this? Hey, what do you, can I do with the VA? Hey, can I do this with TSP, so on and so forth? All, of course, like you know, all mostly military or government job oriented, so you know, okay, cool. I need to go towards that government job area. Okay, now I need to find make it even tighter. I need to get, be back in the in the military field as far as our military members, and that's, that's actually really awesome. So for those who are listening, if you're nervous about something, just go. Everything else, I promise you, it'll work itself out, but you just got to go. Um, so with that in mind, let's talk about the, the just go piece. You found Mike, <laughs> you found Mike, and I laugh because I like, like, I like Mike. I, I enjoyed my conversation with Dan offline, as well as Mike offline, um, and just, Mike is just an awesome, upbeat kind of guy. And it's wild because he's, you know, he used former SF, so on and so forth. You're a ranger and you think in our heads, we think these guys are like, you know, Kung Fu killers constantly. That's, you know, that's the life. But that's not that's not necessarily the case. So and I say all this to say, you know, you guys meeting up with each other had to be an interesting path. How did you find Mike and how did you guys end up becoming partners? It's crazy, man. I just went to this 10X growth conference back in 2019, Grant Cardone's thing. We were down in there in Miami, Florida, you know, living in the sunshine. You know, oh, at that, that time. Those are, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Give me those dance moves again. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, so um, I was down there in Miami um, at the 10X growth conference, right? And right. Um, at that conference, veterans got to go for free. Uh, well, the ticket, the ticket to the to the event was free, but obviously we had to pay for everything else. At that time, I was living in Fort Drum, so it was like it was in January, like late January. So it was like negative fifteen degrees or something like that at Fort Drum. Flew down to Miami, um, went to this ten X Four conference to to meet other people, right? To network, learn. That's what we're all trying to do. Um, went down there. Everybody uh, that was veterans got to go for free. And we had these specific ID tags that essentially they said veteran on it. Right. So, you know, who's a veteran, you know, looking around and obviously I was doing financial freedom journal and I was trying to find more, more like-minded individuals. Right. So I was talking to every veteran that I saw pretty much. And uh, one of those groups was the five pillars group groups and uh, Shelby Osborne, Mike Glassby, um, uh, Dan Kidd, um, th- that whole group there. And I ran into them, did a quick interview with them. And then honestly, that was really, that was really it. We, we talked for maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe. And then that was, that was literally it. 
afterwards, we started following each other on Instagram. We had a few more conversations. Um, I, Shelby Osborne was my very, very first guest that I ever interviewed for the podcast for it, wow. as far as, um, as far as, uh, interviewing other service members. And, uh, then she was like, Hey, you should definitely interview Mike as well. I eventually interviewed Mike. And then, I mean, you see him and you probably, you heard his story. Dude, Mike's a monster, man. That yeah, Mike, a Mike's nuts. He's just an awesome guy, man. Like a great guy. I mean, all of them, everybody that I've had on the podcast is awesome, but, um, Mike and I, we, we just clicked a little bit more. Right. So right. I was like, Hey man, I'm trying to do this thing. I'm trying to rebrand. And I, you know, I want to bring somebody on that would, you know, that, that can run it with me. And he was like, hell yeah. So, and that was pretty much it. So we've really only met one time in person. Right. right. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I know him, you know what I mean? We feel like right. we know each other because we're always having, you know, you know, monthly, monthly meetings plus every other week or every week we're having two to three interviews and things. So, I mean, we talk very, very often. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, man, that, that's kind of the story of how we, how we met and we built this, built this, uh, this, you know, platform together and we just been rolling since, man. He's just a great guy. But no, very, very important. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. Mike is Mike is a beast. And and in your own right, so are you. So the two of you two coming together is phenomenal, not just on the podcast, but just to be able to see from outside looking in. It's it's really um I don't want to use the word inspirational because it's cliche, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it, I, okay, I can, I need to get my stuff together. It's like, uh, what is it? Iron sharpens iron is how I see it, right? So I see you guys doing all these great things. I'm like, okay, well, I need to, I need to step my game up and I need to get after it. So let's talk, um, let's talk real quick about your interviews. You've interviewed a lot of people, quite a few people at this point. What interview impacted you the most and how did it impact you when it did? Well, I mean, hands down, it's going to be it's going to be Mike just because obviously we built the platform together outside of um, outside of that. I'd say um, I'd probably say uh, probably Jake and Gino. Um, The reason why is because I was kind of starstruck a little bit. I mean, if if you're not you're in the syndication (laughs) realm, you you know who Jake and Gino are. And uh, it yeah. took me a little while to get them on the podcast. And uh, once I did, they were just really cool guys, man. So one great thing about having a podcast, and I'm sure you you, you realize this, but mm-hmm. um, having a podcast gives you the opportunity to meet and network with some phenomenal people that are honestly like levels above you. Like pretty much everybody that's been on my podcast has been like levels above me, right? Like, so, I mean, you talk about iron, iron, iron sharpening iron, but those people that you aspire to be like, those people that, you know, you see them crushing it in a, in a field and right. you want to mirror that or eventually get to that level. I mean, you, you surround yourself with those type of people and network with those type of people. And that's, um, I mean, that, that's going to obviously propel you. It's kind of like, you know, they're eventually kind of going to help pull you to their level. What's that saying? Like, you know, if you hang out, I, I can tell you a lot about yourself by seeing the five people that you mainly mm. spend time with. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah. That's what it is, man. We, we have we're able to talk to some great people. I mean, you and I now we have a relationship and I'm sure after this after this interview, we're going to talk you know, for, for a little while offline. And guess what? There's people that I hit up and text, um, every single, almost every single person, um, I still talk to on the podcast. Um, and there's been several that I really, really talked to a lot, like Jason Stubblefield, who's another Marines, who was a, another, uh, Marine guy. And yeah. he's doing, he has well over a thousand doors. Um, Andre Hatchet is an excellent, 
excellent, excellent person, man. He just putting on, putting on for the community. Maurice Philogene, he's an amazing syndicator, restaurant owner. These people are just doing amazing things, man. It's just great to be able to have conversation, have them, you know, have them, you know, not just inspiring, uh, inspiring you, but also kind of helping, helping uh, to guide you through, uh, through your journey, right? So right. your wealth building journey. So it's it's really cool, bro. Yeah, because I, I, I think I listened. I listened to Jason's episode, and I don't remember him being at a thousand when you interviewed him. But clearly, and that's the thing, right? That's the crazy. Thing. <laughs> he was only he was like I say only, but when I interviewed him, what like a year and a half ago, he was mm-hmm. only at like forty eight units, right? Or maybe it was I 80 40, yeah, forty something like that. And, yeah. and, and now I, I I talked to him. I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, right? And he's like, "Oh yeah, man, I just hit a thousand. I'm like, "What? That's what? crazy. <laughs> what? That is crazy, you know." And, and you know, I have questions when I have questions about like real estate or something that I want to do, right, or something that mm-hmm. I aspire to be. Like, yeah, man, you know, let's talk. And and these are just regular people, dude. Like these are regular people like you and me um, who are doing great things, right? And they're helping other people do it. That, that's the that's the thing that really shocked me the most. Like like I said when I talked to Jake and Gino, I was starstruck because they're you know they got uh, Jake and uh, Gino. New York, yeah, exactly. New York Times yeah. bestselling authors. I mean, they got thousands upon thousands of units making making so much you know wealth. And and you talk to them and they're like, yeah, what questions you got? Right. Hey Dan, tell me about yourself. And I'm like, dude, I read your book, man. I've been right. watching you on YouTube, man. Like I've been, right. you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. And then there's, like I said, those people like, uh, like Jason and Maurice and, you know, uh, Jerome Myers and Mike Clasby and Shelby Osborne, like all these people are just doing great things. And you're able to, to talk to them on a, on a, you know, somewhat regular basis. Um, it's just that that's been everything for me. So. So let's let's dive a little bit deeper in that, because I think I think the networking thing is really important, particularly in the real estate field. It just is. And multifamily is always a team game. And even though we act as if it's not in a single family, it really is because you still got to get contracts. You still got to get people on your side to help you and get things done. Now, with that said, how are you after these podcast episodes and you're having these conversations? How are you cultivating that relationship? You said you text them. But, man, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'll get them to text and I'm like, I don't want this to be awkward. You know what I mean? How are you, how are you cultivating that relationship with your guests after they come on? So the very first thing is I try to provide as much value as possible, right? The way that I do that is by obviously bringing them on the platform and then I I will promote them. I promote their stuff, right? If you look at our Instagram, right, you'll see every, every week we had two or three different little mini video clips. That person's tagged. Hey, this is what this person is doing. You know, mm-hmm. we're deliberately trying to promote other people to bring them business so that we can provide value from our level. That is the most important thing that you can do for somebody. It can't always be about you. So if you're trying to reach, if, if I'm trying to reach Oliver Perry, if you're listening to this and you're trying to reach Oliver Perry and you're like, man, that dude's that dude's a monster. Dude. He's crushing it in real estate. He's crushing it in in the podcast game. Man, I really want to do something just like him. There's different ways to approach that, right? So you got the normal approach, which will be the person that will just you know he'll he'll write you a message on Instagram and be like, hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. Help me do this, right? Right. And and nine times out of ten, just like you said, man, I don't really got time to be texting and be and, and to be doing all this stuff and you know. For, for thousands of people that are that are that are calling you and texting you all the time right then you got that one person right that's that's 
you see him, he's tagging you and everything like, yo, listen to Oliver Perry. Hey, join his group. Hey, look at his, you know, look at this. You are more, what, which person are you more apt to, to talk to? The person who's pushing you. Exactly. Because exactly. That person is bringing you business. That person is doing things for you. So you're providing value through that, you know, through that lens. Right. And then after that, it's just, you know, Hey, what's going on? You know, I just want to follow up with you on this. Um, you know, remember when we talked, we talked about blah, whatever, you know, we talked about this on the podcast, just following up. How are you doing with this? You know, Hey, I got this question, you know, there's, there's just, there's just different ways to network. And I think the biggest way is just saying uh, to, to sum it all up in nutshells, provide value. If you provide value to someone, someone people are willing to provide value to you. Man, listen, if y'all didn't write notes just now, I suggest opening that app, hitting the 15 second button a couple times, going back a little bit, then breaking out the pen and paper and writing that down. Cause that was, that was a gem. Cause I, I wrote it down cause promoting others, I think is, you're 100% right. It's just something that normally we don't really think about, even though it is something that we all pay attention to, particularly in this time now with social media being what it is on Clubhouse, on Facebook, on IG, YouTube. Uh, what's the other one? LinkedIn, all these things, you know, being able to tag somebody and really promote them, even if it's in your stories. And right now, that's a big thing on IG anyway, because IG is pushing stories more than just about anything else outside of reels. So that's really interesting. Um, so let me ask you, let me ask you, Dan, when you, when you look at the real estate field now and the level that you're at now, what key things did you take from, have you taken and continue to take for that matter from your military career and translate it? And what's, what's the most impactful thing that you've taken from your career so far and implanted into your business? Yeah. So the, the most impactful thing is honestly just, um, it's probably just confidence in, in being able to talk to people. I mean, you kind of you're kind of uh, pushed into a leadership role, right? Yeah. As as an officer, we we are leaders, right? Um, and then at least that's what they tell us. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, when you, <laughs> and when you're first coming up, you know, you you're in charge. But that's one of the reasons why I chose infantry, to be honest. Again, kind of going back to the rich dad, poor dad. He literally talks about that. Hey, join the military. They teach you leadership. Make sure you're using it and, and sharpening those skills so that you can then take that and put it into your to your business. Right. So right. kind of applying those lessons. Right. The leadership skills that I that I uh, learned as an infantry officer, because I started off infantry. And now I'm a finance officer and I've always known that I was going to be a finance officer. There was no reason for me to need to go to ranger school. There was no need for me to, 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 to get all these little cool badges and things. No need for that. Other than the fact that I wanted to challenge myself, be around some great leaders and, and try to try to sharpen those skills myself. Right. So I'd say that the most um, impactful thing for my military career that's translated over to uh, the business side is, is those leadership characteristics those leadership traits that were molded as um, while in the military. Right. That makes sense though. That makes sense. Particularly with all the, all the random trainings we got to go to no knock on the military. I'm not knocking anything. I'm just saying we do go to a lot of trainings, a lot of trainings, a lot of meetings, especially when you're an officer. And it's just interesting because you learn so much by being in that OJT kind of position and you're just kind of learning as you go. And the great thing about the military is as officers, we always have this great NCO that's under, um, 
under our same command and we're working together as a partner with him or her and they literally will teach you the ropes. They'll keep you out of trouble if you're paying attention, if you're listening. You can learn a lot from those NCOs. So now with that said, let's um let's talk a little bit more about your podcast and your just your interviewing. Because I find that a lot of the podcasters that are out there, they all have different ways of going about their interviews. What are you doing to prepare for your interviews before you get on to an interview with somebody? Absolutely nothing. I tried to, I tried to, <laughs> at first, if right. you listen to like four episodes, I would do this, right. like I would introduce them and tell about their background and, right. and, and things like that. And then I would go research them and do a lot of research about them. Um, but I found that in doing that, when I started to interview people afterwards, there was a lot of questions that I wouldn't ask because I already knew the answer to and me not thinking that, Hey, you know, I'm on air or we talked about this pre-show, um, I don't, I don't need to bring up. Right. So, um, I stopped doing that. I, I don't remember. I think it was Rod Cleef. I talked to Rod Cleef and he was telling me about it. He was like, he's like, Hey, so I started recording. He was like, Hey, stop. Uh, we're, <laughs> he's like, let, let me introduce myself kind of thing. And then, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to do a lot of uh, back and forth talking before. Now he was on my podcast, right? Right. And, and he's, he's, he's like, <laughs> he like, bullied you in the podcast. <laughs> Like he's like, hey, hey, stop! I mean, Rod Cleef's a great guy, and he, he's right, you he know is. very very successful real estate uh, um, real estate syndicator, right? But um, but yeah, man, he's like, hey, stop! Let's let's try not to small talk, and I know that's that's gonna that sounds mean, but um, if we do this while recording, you'll get a lot more gold essentially. And I tried a couple times, and I just felt like it was a lot easier, right? And, and it, right. Um, I was able to ask a lot more questions that. I think the listener would get something from because I didn't know the answer to. So I would ask a question and it, it just, I don't know, it just, it just made it flow. So I don't really prepare too much uh, anymore. I, I, I get the bio. I read the bio maybe like once I just skim it just so, just so I know, you know, if there's anything crazy or anything, um, anything crazy I want to kind of want to touch on. But outside of that, we don't really, uh, I don't really do too, too much pre-interview talking and, and, right. and uh, a lot of preparation. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. As a matter of fact, I've heard that several times. Now I do, I do some research, but I don't do a lot. I'll do like a half an hour, maybe 20, 30 minutes, something like that. And then this way I've got a general idea where I want to take the conversation. Other than that, I'd like for it to flow uh, and God willing, it flows right now. And I think it has. So, you know, let's um, let's dive a little bit more into your real estate. Look at you. Look at you now, man. What is going on here? <laughs> I can't leave Dan alone for two seconds. <laughs> uh, so you're um, let's talk really about your real estate on the real estate side of things. Uh, how many and if it's OK to ask, of course, how many doors are you at now? I'm at eight doors now. Um, okay. So. I've had, I've had more, I've had a lot of single families. I've had three other right. single families and I just sold those single families off. And now I have two, four units. So that's what I'm rocking with. I've been rocking with that steady for like three, four years now. Um, and uh, so where we're at right now, since um, after I got my last four unit, that was mm-hmm. uh, right after I came out of triple C, moved to Fort Drum and my wife was uh, not working at the time and she was uh, doing law school and, and passing and, you know, prepping for the bar. So we kind of right. put a lot of things on hold to try to uh, get our, our, you know, our financial positions to the point that we wanted to. And now that my wife's working now, we've been, we've managed to live well, way, way below our means, you know, kind of 
we're able to save like 60% of our income now and just uh, we're really, really trying to pursue fire financial independence. Right. Right. Um, And real estate is just one of the tools that we use. Right. Um, And here shortly uh, within the next, I'd say within the next few months, we're really trying to prep. Well, we have been prepping to get into the syndication part, uh, but we want to do a proof of concept. We'd like to do a proof of concept first on like a, you know, 20 or 30 unit. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to do that pretty much alone with the help of, you know, the village that I talked about before, you know, like Mike and things like that, just right. advice. But we want to do that alone, right, first to prove the concept. And then after that, we're just going to go going to go crazy with partnerships and things like that. So uh, that's where we're at right now. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not anybody super special. Yeah, I've done done a few deals. I've You know, I've had my uh, my two four units are cash flowing very, very well. And they're mm-hmm. you know, I got pretty decent amount of equity in, in, uh, in my four units and they're, they're just doing really, really well right now. Um, but I'm not, I'm not anybody special. I'm not a Mike Glassby right now. And, you know, like freaking <laughs> buying tells and, 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 uh, all the other people that I interview, they're just crushing it right now. But, um, I'm just kind of taking it slow. It's taking that slow road, the slow road to wealth. And, uh, I'm still active. Obviously my wife's active duty and we're just kind of very, very deliberate in, in what we're doing and uh, trying to put ourselves in a position to um, to start getting in the syndication game. So, But that's the right way to go, I think, Dan. If, if we're really going to be honest, that's the right way to go because too many people jump in and not – it's not that you can't jump in. It's that you jump in without a second thought on, on the other thing that's going on. So it's hard to – let's say we'll call it a puzzle. It's hard to put a puzzle together if your table is full of stuff. So if you're, you know, like, like you said, Dan, if your plate's full, you know, wife is in school, you're trying to get through triple C or ILE or whatever training it is. You've got 16 kind of different exercises to go in as a military soldier, man, a lot of that stuff starts cluttering up that table. So when it's time to sit down and put that puzzle together, you can't put the pieces down because you, you're too busy all over the place. So I think you guys taking your time, and yes, being forward and being aggressive on it, but being aware and, and kind of taking it piece by piece and not going too hard, too heavy is is the right move. Um, and as a matter of fact, I've got something for you on the multifamily thing after this as well. And we'll talk about that offline. So um, I think, I think you know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people get that twisted, man. Personal finance, right? It's personal. So yeah. it's your own journey. Right. And it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be as fast as the next person. It doesn't have to be you know, slower than the next person, you need to figure out what's best for you. And, and you work that plan, right? You, you right. build your plan. How we talked about goal setting and things, build your plan and then attack that plan. Don't worry about what the next person's going. Now, I'm not going to lie for those out there listening and saying, Oh man, he's got, he's got eight units and I only have one or whatever. Um, you know, don't, don't let that, you know, stress you out. Just, just work your plan. Right. Yeah. Um, just work your plan and, 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 and everything will be okay. Absolutely. Don't compare yourself to everybody else. Be aware of everybody else, but don't necessarily compare yourself to everybody else. Everybody's got their own journey. Everybody has their own path. Everybody has their own way of doing things. And, you know, you're, you're coming your time. Just be patient and be determined and be driven about what you're doing. So let's um let's hop in because I want to make sure I am uh, very respectful of your time. I'm not getting beat up by the wife and the kid, the boys aren't going to get beat up and, and come chase me around in Baltimore. So I'm going to get into the segments now. And in the segment... We ask normally three questions. I'm going to stick with two because I think one of the questions you really asked, which is the situational awareness, and that's where you give someone something they can read. And obviously, based on your past and what you've been through, 
That Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a book that they need to read. Uh, and I'm sure they've heard it before, but they definitely need to hear it again that they need to read that. So with that said, we're going to hop right into uh, Troop to Task. And what Troop to Task is, Danny, you give the listener one thing that they can do right now to get their self on that same path, on that same journey that you're on and you're aware of. Take action, right? Take action is the number one thing that you can do. And I'm not being very specific with it. It's just... It's just, you know, once you have your goal set, all right, start working towards that goal. Take action. Don't, don't just sit around and like, all right, well, this is the goal that I want to do. I can't do this right now. Well, you can listen to podcasts. You can you can read right now. You can network right now. You can ask questions right now. I mean, those are all, in my mind, those are all things um, that you can do to start taking action, even if you're not in the financial position that you want to be in to, to actually execute um whatever deal that you're trying to do or whatever your, you know, your, your goals are. Love it. All right. Next thing, next thing. And this is the, the very ending question. And normally it stumps people, but I'm sure it will not stump you. You're an army officer. We don't get stumped. So the (laughs) question is what question do you wish you were asked more often? And what's the answer to that question? How can I provide value? Um, That's probably the, the, most underrated question ever right because everybody want you know everybody wants to want something for them it's usually you know individual focused right well mm-hmm. if you want to uh to build wealth in my opinion if you want to build wealth you've got to be able to network work with others right and in doing that you're going to need to be able to provide value to other people or they're not you know you're not going to be able to, to to get value if you don't give value I mean, that that's that's, that's just what it is. That's a fact. That's a fact. I love it. I love it. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you again for listening to this episode. Before we go, though, I want to make sure Dan has the opportunity to plug and play all of his stuff. Dan, how can people get a hold of you? How can they reach you? How can they listen to your podcast? Give it. Give them everything. Militarycashflow.com. If you go to, to uh, militarycashflow.com, you'll see our our youtube channel our podcast our uh books mike glass we've got a great book i, sh- I should have mentioned that actually rich at Dad, and then also the elite investor by mike glassby it's an excellent read he outlines everything um about uh his investing journey and how you can do the same thing you've heard us say mike is a beast over and over and over again well if you want to hear his story and hear how to get like that you know the, the elite investor I got back there, there on the yeah, there bookshelf. We there we go. There we go. I got to plug it. Yeah. Got to got to plug exactly. it in. <laughs> so, we have our books. We also have courses. We have a pretty pretty decently large Facebook group. A couple thousand, a little over two thousand uh, service members uh, on there right now that are helping each other build wealth, grow, grow cla- and grow cash flow, uh, answering questions and things like that. And I mean, that's essentially what it is, man. If, if you guys need to get in contact with me, you know. Um, you can reach me at any one of those platforms on Instagram at Dan Win REI or Military Cashflow. Um, and and I can I'll be sure to answer. So fantastic, Dan. Thank you, man, so so much for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, we really, really appreciate you guys listening in. I've been Oliver Perry. You can reach me at the Oliver Perry on just about all platforms, including LinkedIn. You can also find um, the Oliver Perry show, of course, on your iTunes. You're listening now and I think you should share it so somebody else can do the same. So I hope you're doing well. I hope your day continues to be well. Remember, you're better than you were, but you're not half as good as you're going to be. We'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening to The Oliver Perry Show. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, be sure to follow Oliver at The Oliver Perry on Instagram, Oliver Perry on LinkedIn, and The Oliver Perry Show on YouTube. Until next time, take care.